1: Hi everybody! Welcome to episode two thirty-three of Red Wings rant. We're tired and impassioned, please, for your Detroit Red Wings. Finally, have a home. Um, let's see. Jeff's gone. Uh, we had a press conference, and uh, there's other NHL new. There's like playoffs and stuff. So, yeah, it's gonna be a really lengthy conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody Mike, is this you? did you did you set up a, a YouTube account? Oh I muted you because <laughs> Mike was eating chips so I had to mute him before we started Mike uh all right so I'm guessing that's not you but you somebody I didn't know
0: the Mike was gonna pick up a fresh bag of corn chips uh, man they were delicious uh Kroger brain uh that is not me that is one of my brothers in arms a fellow Mike saying let's go redway.
1: Well, speaking of uh, fellow brothers in arms, Matt Chewy. Chewy. Lord, what's going on, Chewy? Uh performance art Hashik for goalie coach again. No. We just get this trend right on rolling.
0: It's only long if long Norm Miracle's year. not available.
1: This is this is the uh University of Michigan way of hiring <laughs> your new personnel. Have you sniffed the university? Yes. Get over here.
0: Come on down. You're more qualified than most.
1: <laughs> hey, our background's not normal. I just realized that. Where is nope. where's our? Can
0: it is Abby? Abby normal.
1: Fantasy hockey arena. Who's been there? We go. That's the arena we want to be in. Oh, Little yeah. Sneezers arena. That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I mentioned, there isn't like a million things to talk about. Um But we did have a nice Steve Eisman press conference. So Mm -hmm. if you guys want to chit chat about that, I think uh, today's the day to do it. Like I already mentioned, I mean, just one episode ago, we talked about our poll out there for who who would you bring in as the next coach for the Detroit Red Wings. And um, Steve, let us know that all of those options we talked about are pretty good options because he has no tight line of requirements uh, that he's holding his coaching candidates to so everyone we talked about is up for grabs you've got uh you've got your your igors you've got your you know your professors your sergeys uh Gromborg. um you've got your i mean your lanes could still fit in there your lamberts from the islanders um i did uh i did fail a little bit here because uh there was somebody in the comments and i'm gonna try I'm going to try and bring this up now while we're chit-chatting. There was somebody in the comments from the last episode. um, Actually, I shouldn't say somebody. It was most definitely Curtis who comes aboard all the time uh, to chat with us. He gave a good option. I just uh, don't remember what it was, so I got to go back uh, through the studio and take a peek. Beautiful. Hey, Curtis is here now. Curtis, just throw it in the... There he is. Derek Lalonde. There we go. Coming from uh, Tampa Bay. Why not? So uh, part of the hiring process Steve ran through down in Tampa. Talked about, Mike, it it wasn't just – so, you know, I'll I'll pull this up again. Um, It wasn't just, you know, that we would have a a shot here. So I said, uh, let's go Red Wings or hashtag let's go Red Wings Twitter fam suiting up. Uh, because Steve said there's no tight line of requirements for his next coaching candidate. So we were all up there until Steve said he wants to make sure it's somebody he knows or that he, he knows the guy because uh, or that that's like his, his preference. I should, I should say.
0: Yeah, it definitely Um, sounds like he wants some familiarity with the guy. Um, I think that does bum me out a little bit that you have to have rubbed elbows with Steve before. Um, But I I understand why, Um, you know, his first coaching hire only lasted what two years. Uh, But then the, you know, next coach he hired doing pretty well, uh, back to back Stanley Cup champion, of course. Um, So I still think that that leaves open my theory that, you know, the way that they keep saying that, you know, the I, I don't necessarily have like a hard line about what kind of qualities you need to have, just some sort of familiarity with me. So I've talked to you before and our first time meeting is not in a job interview. I still think that kind of leaves open the door my theory that the Red Wings, um, you know, are the first team to really go abroad to bring in NHL talent. And I think they're probably going to go abroad to get a coach because it, it sounds like when he's saying, you know, I'm, I'm not so much looking for NHL head coaching experience. I think what he's saying is the NHL, the guys with NHL like head coaching experience right now, I don't really care about. So I think he's definitely opening up the door for, you know, an AHL guy or in my case, an SHL guy.
1: I mean, his comment about knowing the guy, I I felt immediately it was like that that hurt our chances of getting somebody from
0: overseas. So that that was my because I just feel like they're I mean, like they communicate with those guys with, you know, other highly touted draft picks have played, you know, on the SHL over there. So, I mean, like, they've they've had to talk to those guys to figure out, you know, why are you playing them on the first or second line? What are you seeing from them? Are they, you know, looking healthy? Are they improving? Um, so, I mean, like, going from, like, scouting department, you know, up to Steve, I, I could still see some sort of familiarity there. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I want. <laughs> I just – when we, we talked in the last episode about – um lane coming from the Islanders. Again, the, the big thing that Max Boltman threw out there when we were pulling this, uh, you know, we were pulling that idea from his article, uh, Eisman's former teammate and roommate. So that's like, you hear that comment about, you know, I, I want to, I want to know the guy, uh, cause he wants to know probably like, you know, I want to do things around here. I need to know that I can trust you, uh, to do, you know, to follow along the Iserplan plan way. And, um, you know, man, I, I got to tell you, my dog is barking in the background, and it is driving me up a wall. I like want to go running upstairs oh, right yeah. now. Yeah,
0: I don't know about you guys, but it's not hitting my microphone or yeah, my my headset at all. I don't hear it.
1: He's he's been barking as hard and as fast as possible since we started recording. Like, just, and he's a little guy. He's like a little ten pound dog, so it's
0: not yeah. the most fun bark in the world to hear oh it's not it's um, not hitting the the sound too hard so i think i think we're okay
1: that's fine i don't care about you guys it, it's i'm i'm gonna lose like it's it's like that um the old torture of having like the little drip of water like i it, every time like he stops barking for a second and then he starts going at it again just this wah! Wah, 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 and he's just got this constant cadence oh my god yeah
0: that's my All hero red right, red
1: in here on the comments letting us know We went about 10 minutes early. Brad, come on, Brad. (laughs) Uh, Performance art, if they make Alex the new head coach, I'm going to lose it and start cheering for the Leaves.
0: Hey, performance art. You know, that might work out this season, huh? little 1-0 lead on the champs, huh?
1: Yeah. Start cheering now if you're going to decide to do that. Uh, It looked really good after that first game.
0: (laughs) You know what? These NHL first rounds are too long. I think it should be, you know, one game. I'm trying to get the Maple Leafs to the second round. That's what I'm doing. So That's, nobody's that's what gonna, I was getting at.
1: Nobody's going to agree. We're on a red. Let's League do one
0: podcast. game series. Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it better not be Tongue. and I don't. I don't think it will be. This is.
1: I did think it was interesting that that question was brought up in the press conference with Steve. Like, hey, Tange is still bored. With the what the heck's going on here? And it just, I guess. Maybe it's something that gets addressed later. It doesn't, I, I don't know. It's not like I looked at what we saw and it was like, got to keep them. And, and if you, you're going to bring in a new head coach. Don't you kind of want to. Yeah. Don't you want your own boys? Like your own staff? Team? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, who's this guy? No,
1: no, no. You, you gotta, you gotta figure this out with Alex. It's like, why? What, do we, <laughs> what attachment do we have? It's been one season. We could let him go.
0: I mean, Hold Alex, were you, were you really good at your job? And you like uh, coached a top five power play? Well, yeah,
1: you got to, you got to treat no. like 38 special 80s song.
0: We were a top 25 power play, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I'm not, you know, trying to throw too much shade at the guy, but it, it was a little puzzling that somehow Alex kept his job. So, Um, I don't know.
1: Yeah. So we've got that one to deal with. I, I, I do feel like this is going to be, this is going to be a short episode. We're, we're super light on content. Um, that happens. I'm getting, see, we got, we got comments coming in. Um, and I think they're about things that I've already forgotten what we talked about. That that really sucks. Performance art, new blood. I get the feeling it's going to be uh, from Sweden as well. I, again, I think that's my preference right now. And we showed uh, like our video of uh, Gromborg to end the last episode, uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of energy, I think would be uh fun behind the bench not to say that, Jeff didn't have his moments, but, um, I mean, if you're looking for reasons to bring in a guy, we can start to, we can start to make I that just, list a little uh, bit longer.
0: Yeah. I'm not like against, for example, you know, uh, you know, Federoff or Larry Onof being our coach. Cause I just don't know enough about them, but it just, I don't want that, that little, that little rat in my brain to be like, well, you got a job. Cause you, you know, won a cup with Iserman. Like, not necessarily maybe that you were the best coach, which who am I to even judge Iserman decisions? But I just, I don't even want that thought to, I don't want that rat to even be fed. I would just rather it be new blood. That's why I would kind of lean towards an SHL guy who's, um, you know, obviously been coaching Red Wing prospects in the in the very recent past. Um, so, and, Case, so Casey McIntyre, th- sorry Mike, Casey McIntyre throws out, if you
1: guys watch Woodward Sports, You can tell D-Mac knows something and can't say it. You can tell he wants to. Um, And then uh, Curtis is doing a little bit of investigating here in the comments. He wants to know what's going on. But Casey just says, last few D-Mac clips they've posted, you could tell he knows something. Says he has the Iserman playbook.
0: I think I know what Casey's getting at. Our new head coach. Darren (laughs) McCarty. (laughs) Woo! See, you know, Casey, I I know those guys. They have to talk a little bit, right? Because they're always bumping it. They're in the same crowds. There's a lot of overlap. Um, but I just, I just don't know if I would consider Darren McCarty um, the vault. You know what I mean? So, I, I, been being so secretive, I, 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 would be stunned if he did an up down on on Darren and said. There's a man I can trust all my secrets to. I mean, this guy, everything, everything as close to the, the vest as possible. There, there's no way. I I would be stunned. Uh, I mean, D-Mac was trying to, you know, keep his uh, marijuana smoke to a, um, you know, trying to be a little bit subtle with that. And then he gave us a hug and a big puff of smoke came out. So, I mean, eh, I, I, I'm not on board with that. I'm sorry. Do you mean when we met him at uh,
1: Little Caesars Arena?
0: I can't decide if it's when we met him or when he started rolling a joint during our interview. Well, he In didn't give you a hug dogs. on uh, over Zoom, so I'm, that's. <laughs> I'm well, as far as, as being as far as being subtle about it.
1: Um, Eric Johnson's aboard. He says hi, guys. I like that. Hi, that was that's kind of cute. Uh, Derek Hand is aboard. Derek coming in, uh, heard Blash might be headed over to Michigan. It'd be kind of fun. Good old Blash. Um,
0: but, Is he yeah, taking like some adult education classes, or what's he doing?
1: Mike, I think he might be coaching a hockey team. Um, no. <laughs> so, some more uh, ways to dissect uh, Steve Eisman press conference. Uh, he gave us this line, Mike. Wasn't a complete... Shit show. That's a quote. It wasn't a complete shit show. Um, Is that a quote? Yes. Now, I think what's funny, the context in this made it sound like Steve was, like, getting behind Blashell. But this actual phrase means that part of it was a shit show. And uh, (laughs) there were bits and pieces. I mean, we know. I mean, some of those games got out of hand, and it really just... Like, we talked about it. it looked like Blash was really losing control.
0: Uh, uh, Can I push back immediately on this one? Can I push back immediately? Uh, It definitely feels like it was a shit show, uh, but he doesn't... You know, obviously one factor is already gone. Um, And I would say the first factor is probably the big one, right? So don't wear Blashel. So it wasn't a complete shit show, because there's still some players I like. But shit show is gone. That's how I would interpret that. (laughs) i i
1: mean the shit show is not gone right because we we've talked about it forever we we need the players to be upgraded here we need this roster uh to get a a kick in the butt um we need some of these guys gone we need some new guys to come in we've had our episodes talk about how we want to do that so i i'm i i would say for from your comment the shit show is not over uh, until we see a lot more changes but um I, I did think it was funny because I thought that was a point that we landed on in the last episode was that it was a shit show, and I just thought it was funny. That was the word choice Iserman had um, <laughs> that day. Without like no, it's not like one of the beat writers was like, "You should, Steve, this is a quite the shit show." What what did you think? And Steve's response: Well, I mean, it wasn't complete shit show. He just you know, <laughs> without being asked, threw out there just want to let you guys know this wasn't a complete shit show um i think uh was that the
0: opening statement for the uh the presser
1: he sat down and and threw that out there
0: no um well you know this wasn't a complete shit show but
1: definitely a lot of shit
0: this year a lot of shit he
1: i mean it, it was telling to me because he apologized for the turn of phrase before he used it so it's one that's been crawling in the back of his head i just i just think it's funny i mean it, it clearly it's not like we're looking you at know, this and going from like the front office perspective this thing is a shit show but i mean clearly.
0: i uh i i really want to piggyback on what you said because a lot of the times with with those uh interviews you know with the press um uh, they'll kind of latch onto the phrase you know from the question to be like you know steve was this year a little bit of a disappointment uh were you a little bit let down and then he'll say well, it wasn't quite a disappointment. Um, you know, we had, you know, A, B, and C went well for us this year, or you know, we weren't completely let down, you know, X, Y, and Z worked out. But for him to open it with wasn't a complete shit show. I mean, that was definitely that was definitely a rat in his brain that he just he couldn't get it. He had to get it out. He had to express it. So, I, I mean, he definitely was pretty crushed by this season. Uh, definitely thought it could have went better. Uh, Jared. Jared th- yeah. Thank <laughs> okay. you, Jared, for saying Iserman watches this channel. I appreciate it. Yeah, he that.
1: most definitely does. Yeah. Um, now there was, uh, we got to throw in some of these that uh, they're kind of bouncing in my head. Uh, <laughs> I, I like, I have, I have screenshots pulled up um, and those are the ones, you know, I want to make sure we don't forget about. So like, you know, what are we really going to pull from this one? But I really thought it was hilarious. Steve Eisman when asked about his timeline, uh, the end of year three, Beginning of year four. Uh, great. <laughs> great job, Steve. Like, Steve thrown in some hot and heavy dad energy on that one. Um, and <laughs> yeah, this is... Maybe that was... Uh, I, I like Jared's comment here. Maybe McCarty shared it with him. That was... <laughs> on the shit, shit side of things. Um, now... there is yes. no what I take from this, from, too? Yeah. Like,
0: like, for Steve, I... He always feels so guarded and measured. Uh, like, I almost feel like there's no indicator of how he actually feels emotionally about yeah. this team. Like, he's always trying to keep that distance, um, yeah. you know, that he's managing something, like, that he's not, like, into it. You know what I mean? Like, it's – it's it, the way he handles it, it's more of a job. It's not like a personal relationship necessarily. He's just trying to groom all these guys all the time. Like, he's got that, that purposeful distance. Um but I mean these last two comments about the shit show and the end of year three and the beginning of year four, that means to me that he's kind of fed up um both with the performance and the critiques. Um so I, I think he definitely wants to do something that silences those critiques, right? To turn things around and do things that are within his power. And that's where this, you know, fascinating wide open cap sheet is going to come into play. Um, you know, this search for a new coach. Because um, I, I don't think he, we we didn't, we, uh, like, he just brought the sarcasm out a little bit. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of more revealing uh, to me about how he felt about this season. I, I think he was pretty pissed about how it turned out. I think that... Um, you know, this could have been a five hundred team, maybe with a little bit different coaching style. And I think Steve Steve would agree with that, which is why he seems just a just a little for Iserman, um, emphatically pissed off.
1: Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup for eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over? Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. well i mean it goes along the lines too of, of some of the stuff we want to bring up here and i want to give credit to uh to ricky because he's reading our slides ahead of time there's our boy soda blum ricky throws out there let's not forget about it uh he talked about elmer for a bit this is ricky's comment uh first things first we got to lock down that contract with elmer then bring in wallander and uh Albert over to north america of course johansen uh I I did really like the conversation that came up with Elmer. There there seems to be a lot of confidence in what Elmer's done over the last year. I think you and I, I mean we've we've done our part to try and share every single Soderblom uh, highlight that comes along, and we're super stoked. We want to see what this unicorn of a man can do. Like, how long is it going to take defenses to figure this guy out? Especially if he starts putting on, you know, get him over to North America get them in these fast food lines. Let's bulk them up. You know, let's get, let's get, so uh, let's clog some of these arteries a little bit here with some of the fast food options we've got. And um, let's teach them the American way, you know? Uh, but that that's step number one for Elmer is uh, getting him over here. And uh, it did sound like Steve was pretty confident uh, that that was going to happen. It, it was just one of those things where he's just talking about it. Like, well, we just need to get the contract done. And it's it's refreshing to hear that. I think it's pretty exciting. I feel like we've even talked about Elmer where it was like uh, in the past, yes, I'd like to have him over. Uh, does it feel like with other things that Steve's done that we're going to see that contract get signed soon? No. But now it does. Now he actually came out and just said, yeah, that's one of our goals is to get that contract signed. Um, but I also wanted to bring up too, we had uh, – to your to, to your last point about how um, I guess about, about how much Steve just pulls back, right? And he he reveals nothing. Uh talking about Bergren. Um I love the way he does this. Uh this this is the quote. Does he have a chance to make the team next year? He does have a chance. Is he a lock to make it? I don't think so. I sit here today and I say, hey! I'm not going to pencil Jonathan Berggren in. I'm sure he, (laughs) this is is how, this is how Steve Eisman sounded. Hey, I'm not going to pencil Jonathan Berggren into the lineup, but I'm also not going to say he's destined to play in Grand Rapids. Let's see how training camp goes. Let's see how the preseason goes. And we'll make a determination at that point. So it's one of those things where you would look at this roster and with the season that Berggren just had, like he needs a new challenge right? Like that makes sense. Same thing for Soderblom. That doesn't mean he's going to be on the Red Wings roster. Most certainly the next challenge for Soderblom is the North American game and for Berggren that next challenge is coming up. So we do get Soderblom contract going to be done but to your point Mike and Steve being very quiet about everything the Berggren stuff well it seems like a shoe-in. Is still, it's still not a sure thing, especially with all the roster holes and, and spots that could be filled up. It just, it's just, you know, I know Steve doesn't need to say it, but it's one of those easy ones that he's still not giving us. So it's more or less the point that if this is the kind of thing he's still keeping close to the chest, then everything will be. Um, also ask about Edmondson next season and, and discussing uh, about his impact. Could it be, as great as Moritz Cider, You know, I love how he, like, he asks himself a question. So he, he probably gets asked about Evenson being in the lineup, and he, he kind of pivots the whole conversation. So Steve goes, can he have a similar impact? Well, he's a different player than Moritz, really. Both are very good young prospects, but a little bit of difference in the two of them. And we'll see how he does. again. That is my impression of Steve Eiserman. I hope you guys like it. Um.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's not—he's uh, not a big guy on entitlement, um, but definitely feels like he wants you to earn every single second of ice time on his NHL team. Um, and you know, he, he he wasn't willing to bend even a little for his prospects. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So we always—we always want more. We're always impatient. But he—he. He, uh, is determined to kind of take his time. Um, I think that's something that, you know, as we kind of uh, make guesses and prognosticate about what, what his off season plans are like, it, it definitely felt there's a few times where he said, um, you know, when I, when I've made moves where I felt like I needed to, you know, kind of jumpstart things and, you know, kind of go ahead of my schedule. I've regretted it every single time. And so, knowing Steve, how how much he values like familiarity with guys, and you know this kind of molasses approach to team building—that uh, slow and steady is going to ultimately win the race. Um, I I'm excited to see how he handles the prospects, but you know it's mostly going to be them, you know, playing in the minors. But it it makes me it, it kind of just kind of snuffs out my, my flame of excitement for how free agency is going to go because kind of the way that presser went, it sounded like he's not, uh, not going to be making any big splashes.
1: Well, we have a couple uh, you know, we have a ton of questions we want Steve to answer, but Mike, we've got a couple of questions in the chat. Um, David throws out there. He thinks we're a lot closer than, uh, than we're given credit to, but he also wants to know uh, Elmer in Grand Rapids, Detroit next year uh i'm gonna put i'm gonna put my foot down and say definitely north america and grand rapids i think we, we have a year a bergeron year ahead of us for uh soda bloom um oh you know what we had i'm sorry this is actually the first question i want to go to jared went all the way back to the alex tongue conversation um does uh Tungay have a job by the start <clears throat> of the season special teams were special the last half of the year they were pretty good um so far it looks like it and they tried to tackle that during the press conference and I it's one of those things right like I I made, I made mention that there's no reason to like hold him close like it's it's been a year and you have a new head coach coming in and maybe it's time to just kind of get a whole new plan together coaching wise um is it really is it really smart to hold on to anything that attaches itself to the previous coaching staff? But that could also speak to how little I know because maybe it's, it's just about what Tungay wants to do. And and Tungay makes the call for whatever Tungay's in charge of. So I don't know. I, I, it sounds like he's sticking around for now, but we've also seen in the past with any NHL franchise, not necessarily Steve Iserman, but, um, you know they'll make the change when when the timing's right and we, if they see it, you know if they see another option maybe they talk with their next head coach and they they think it's necessary i just there isn't anything that i see out of alex where i'm like um you know there's there's your future head coach you know what i mean like it's it's not one of those looks from my perspective so I, no, it's I, not a guy you got to keep on staff to make sure that he's around for when He's ready to turn into a head coach or something,
0: yeah, I guess um, I guess what Steve saw in Alex, it's it's so funny because we give uh we always tongue in cheek give Adina a lot of grief that most of his success is because uh, Verona's healthy all of a sudden. um, I just wonder is that why tange has a job uh because uh, Verana got healthy all of a sudden, and then our power play started scoring goals because uh, well- was out there.
1: I mean, you don't want to challenge him that way because it, you can't just get a power play going, going with absolute dog crap. So I like, I, I would love well, to I have think the that power play I'll say that it's more Toronto than that too. In the Rangers. So I, yeah,
0: I'll say it's more than that too. Cause I, I have to think that Steve saw that like Lucas and Mo looked confident on the power play when they got time. Um, because I mean, if they if those guys weren't developing, I don't I don't think Tange would have been brought back. I think they would have just wiped everything clean. But he must have seen something in the young guys. Uh, must have seen something about you know this power play looks competent when you know we have all the pieces that are playing the way I wanted them to play. So um, I I don't think that that leads to him being the head coach um, to to kind of come back on that point. But it was enough to keep his job. So um, you know. We'll see how next season goes with hopefully knock on wood people being healthy.
1: Uh, quick shout out to Curtis who's tapping out early. Curtis, have a good one. See, you, Curtis. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I, I'm going to warn everybody here. I, I feel like, I mean, we're stretching out a Steve Eisman press conference into a full episode here. So. <laughs> we got rough roads ahead uh, as uh we wind through our off season yeah, It's okay. You we know? it can't but, all be
0: marathons. No uh,
1: David Burns, safe call for Edmondson also uh next year with the question mark. David Burns does think so. Safe call. I I I think it's a safe call that he'll be in a Red Wings I, next year. I,
0: I would guarantee he's in Grand Rapids, but man, the way Steve described him, it sounded like this dude is gonna be, you know, our number two defenseman. Um the like the, I can't, um I don't have the quote in front of me, but it was just basically you know I, I look at him in a similar vein as you know cider and you know we kind of see how that panned out. Um, so yeah, I I would be stunned if he didn't get a few games um, in Detroit.
1: Um and then to kind of keep this conversation going, Ricky comes back in here. He wants to see Elmer dominate in Grand Rapids and put in put up some highlights. That that would be man, fun, Ricky, but... isn't
0: that must watch TV? like just to get, you know, uh, 15, 17 minutes a game for, for Elmer at Grand Rapids. Man, I, I would – I'd be making that drive a couple times next season uh, just to go yeah. watch that in person.
1: I, I failed this year. I uh, I really I, – I said at the beginning of the year, I was like, well, you got to go see burgers, so You got to go make a couple of trips. um, And I failed. Uh, you know, kids, what have you, everything gets in the way, new job. And uh, I didn't make it. But I love Bergeron. <laughs> when Elmer soderblum is playing in grand rapids i mean that is gonna be nothing against bergen but Soderblom is gonna be like absolute money like i couldn't be more i go excited. to comic
0: cons i go to the renaissance festival and i've never seen a real life unicorn but matt it turns out if i go to grand rapids this year i'm gonna see one i can't wait to see elmer in person
1: or at Little Caesars Arena. Remember that was Scott Wheeler's unicorn was uh, Edmondson. So um, Ricky then throws in there, wants to see Wallander and Albert prove themselves in Grand Rapids too, but I'm open for surprises. I think, I think if we're just going to keep, um, it's one of those things, right? Like how many darts are we going to be throwing at the dartboard? Um, Might make the difference here for an Albert and a Wallander and how many spots are open. So we all kind of said Lucas was headed for Grand Rapids and then he gets a full year in the NHL and challenges for the Calder Trophy. So I'm not saying that they necessarily have to be in in that sort of vein, that they're going to be challenging for the Calder and that's how you get to stay on this team. But I think think there's enough of a conversation to be had with how many guys um, are finally getting their shot. You know, are these Swedish draft picks, or we could say all of our boys over, uh, you know, our European players that it, it seems like we're finally bringing, like we're going to bring the whole hall over here and get them started. Um, based on Steve's words, kind of feels like we're heading that direction. You um, just got to think like, if we're going to put all of them in Grand Rapids, I think there's a shot, you know, injuries could pop up. Uh, if, if one of them really pops off and a spot opens up, I think, I think one of them would be a surprise. And I'm I'm going to guess it's going to be Albert. It'd be my best guess.
0: I'm just, uh, I, I just can't wait to see how Steve does his balancing act um, with all these prospects. Just like if you bring them all up next year, it's just a little too early. Um, but if you wait just a little bit too long, all your stars at uh, the NHL level, you know, they're going to be just about, you know, maybe at the end of their primes. So it's like, Steve, he's trying to make, like, three perfect loaves of bread, you know, at different starting points. And he's trying to, like, juggle them all and make sure they all come out golden and delicious. This is this is going to be tough. Um, I'm excited to see how he handles it. And it might involve a trade or two uh, because of, you know, where those breads are at. But, uh, man, it's going to be a tough offseason. But, yeah, Chewy.
1: Chewy's thrown in in his hope. Yeah. I think I think hope is is the best word. Uh, so Chewie's kind of nailing it here, but Elmer Bergs and Edmondson all on the wings next season. Um, hope's the right way to look at it. Like that would be fun. Like think about how many things would fall into place. That means great training camps. That means a great preseason, and these guys just earned a spot. If these guys are in the lineup next year, we. We get to be super duper excited. And it's not just because it's a prospect, it's because if they're if they're making it out of training camp, something special happened before. Uh, David's putting in his vote. Bergren, strong prospect, will develop faster for his time in Grand Rapids compared to guys coming from the SHL. My personal pick is Bergren. Now I gotta say too, David, just to clarify, I have I'm already penning. I my I've got my pen ready to go. Click, I got a clicky top, it's on the paper. Bergerin on the roster. Um, I'm kind of thinking about all these other guys that haven't cracked the lineup yet. And who's going to be making their way over with so many guys. Um, I would put the guess in for Albert. Um, but ultimately if I had to put money down on it, I'm putting them all in Grand Rapids. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Well, man, I'll just
0: be prepared. Cause there's a lot of twisty bottoms coming in. So they're not all going to be clicky tops.
1: You can't get a box of clicky tops just for me.
0: Nope. Sorry, Matt, just stored a thousand boxes of uh, Twisty Bottoms.
1: (laughs) Well, we've got, um, we've also got, Mike, there's uh, playoffs going on. Oh, I hit the rug button. There we go. Uh, Carolina, Mike, up two to nothing on Boston. They also have one nothing lead in the series. Uh, That third period really got away from Boston. That was fun to watch. Got to mention, Mike, uh, Vincent Trocek sighting, Uh, bouncing one off the back of Omerk's head. (laughs) Hell of a goal. Um and of gonna course be a
0: very rich man next up season.
1: Yeah, the the other guy that uh everybody is I don't I don't know, I shouldn't say everybody, but if you had to put like a percentage on it, it's probably a majority have called out Rust from uh, Pittsburgh would be another good option. So you've got your winger and a center and you could you could build another line based off of Rust last night was looking pretty good. Just you know, for both of those guys uh getting entering their 30s, uh stay away from the lengthy contracts don't want them to be too expensive, and I can't imagine they would be. But uh could be one of those things that it, they are free agents. They're having successful seasons, so the dollar is going to hurt. Uh, but if you can keep them short, I'm okay with it. But, I mean, if you take a look at those last couple of playoff games for Carolina and Pittsburgh, and you want to extrapolate that over 82 games, that's exciting. However, you take a look at... <laughs> We looked at Trocheck's regular season this past year. You don't want to overspend, and then get—I mean, you get that you've overspent. That's—I mean—that's the long and short of it. So, um, yeah, it's just—it was one of those things. I think maybe three episodes removed, and Trocheck comes in with a hell of a goal, bouncing it off Omerich's head. Uh, but everything else that's been going down, uh, Colorado made Nashville look silly. Nashville, of course, declaring themselves to be hockey period town period and then of course getting absolutely thrashed by the avalanche which is Mm. you know if there's someone to be our friend for one night it's definitely a professor Xavier Magneto situation but yeah Colorado handled the new hockey period town period in Nashville pretty uh (laughs) pretty easily
0: yeah Um, man, I was going to throw something at you here because my most exciting outcome was Toronto getting some sort of lead in the series against Tampa. But the series that God bless America, it's the one that just do I want to use the word frustrates? Yeah, I'm gonna use the word frustrates like for a team like Florida to just have a historically incredible season. What did they? I think they. What did they score? Like a, a half more goal or a quarter more goals than every other team in the league? Like an incredible yeah. four line offense. Um, and the playoffs just come down to these nuts, like you know, puck lucks, um, hot goalies, and you know, no Ovechkin return, and suddenly the top seed finds themselves down one nothing to a wild card team. Um, do you? They- I mean, two things,
1: you know, typical happened. And I'm surprised that three things that are typical of the NHL playoffs um, didn't happen in, you know, everybody's game one. Uh, The thing that didn't happen, Toronto gets a win on on Tampa Bay. Right. Um, Very atypical. But typical typical was Florida pulling to Florida. And the way they looked, I kind of watched that game, and I kept going like, oh, my God, that's right, Claude Giroux. Uh, But it was just – they couldn't keep it going, and it, it's so it's such a bummer because it just looked like from the start like they were playing catch up, and it 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 hurt to watch because Florida's my team. Uh, the other typical Edmonton down one to nothing. <laughs> yeah, that was very quick. <laughs> I mean, hot and heavy heading into the playoffs for Edmonton. They they were coming in hard, and uh, <coughs> man that not, not great. Um, got to go back. Uh, we're going to go backwards though. Um, Ricky throwing in there who he's got penned in for the lineup next year. Berger and Edvinson. Uh, I'm realistic. Uh, or lull, I'm realistic. I feel, but I had no clue about Raymond and there's always that possibility. A guy cracks the roster. We might not see coming at all. See Ricky, Ricky and I are on the same page here um i think it's fine uh this this is realistic Bergren, edmondson boom everybody get your pens out get your clicky tops um twisty bottoms man
0: twisty bottoms nope
1: clicky tops guys vote in the chat clicky tops or twisty bottoms i guarantee it's gonna be at least 90 10
0: we're talking about for writing not for the fun sound effect that clicky tops make
1: no for writing clicky top um uh, but yeah, that that Ricky nails it too. That you know, a, a surprise uh, coming in again. So I'm I'm gonna call I'm gonna
0: call Albert. But yeah, uh, I think the Berg that seems like a certainty at this point. But would you consider Did we consider even get Edmondson? one season of of cider in Grand Rapids? Yeah. So we're saying that Edvinson has leaped over that expectation, and he's gonna skip Grand Rapids and go right to Detroit.
1: Mike, yes. It's done deal. We're good to go. Ship them
0: in. Man, I I'm not I'm not used to that kind of uh, uh treatment of a prospect by the Red Wings. They uh slow and steady. Uh this is the Molasses team.
1: Just no, they did last not. year. Lucas Raymond, boom.
0: No man Yes it did. Mo Cider, boom Lucas Raymond unhappened boom. <laughs> unhappened.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you could see last year's Sider Matt, they left, the
0: Lord, they left the Lord of hockey in the miners. So, Mike, they they left the Calder winner in the minors.
1: Cider probably didn't need to hit the SHL in rogel uh, the year before. I mean, he put up like <laughs> league defining numbers. Like, all right, defenseman going forward, this is what you will try to live up to forever. Uh, so, did you May need Sider need to another have...
0: season in the minors? Huh? did Berger need another season in the minors? I mean, our offense was just sizzling at the NHL level. Nothing. We, we couldn't find a spot for Berger.
1: So you only want to, what your argument is, is Edmondson should be in the minors because we're probably not going to win the cup next year.
0: That is not what I said at all. That is,
1: that's all I heard. Wait, yeah. I, so I'm confused. Did, did you not, do you not see what I'm saying though with cider? Like, like you didn't need him to. I'm saying uh, like you have one, the SHL for a year, so he was probably good to Luke go.
0: Raymond. And then you have a history of Red Wings prospects,
1: right? But don't don't you can't you learn? You learn that Lucas was good to go. You learn that Cider wasted a year uh, could have
0: been. I, I didn't learn I had a whole anything. Year in the I, I'm, I'm always ready for prospects to get called up. Are you <laughs> did saying did Steve that? learn that?
1: All right. All right. shout out Pen to, knife. to David here. A knife for kids, for kids. <laughs> <laughs> David, you got an A plus today that you 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 nailed it. That's uh Oh Jared throw. Oh man, you guys love Scrubs. Hey.
0: this.
1: You guys are my buddies. <laughs> clicky top. Dr. Cox on this one. Um
0: wait, that's Dr. Oh, wait. Kelso. Dr. Yeah, Kelso. Kelso is clicky tops.
1: Kelso is clicky top. Cox what he Cox was the clicky spitefully he spitefully oh, twisty bottoms. Right. Yeah. So he actually did like clicky tops, though, if we want to dissect this. Mike, I've watched Scrubs
0: entirely too many times. times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I've watched it enough times. I think I'm done. It's, but <laughs> but yeah, I, I've watched a lot of Scrubs. Cox did like the clicky tops, so it's just the spiteful hate of them for a moment. Uh Ricky's got a click. Eric's got the click. Mike, see, you're just getting destroyed on this, and so you wanted twisty bottoms. Get out of here. Oh, everybody I it likes beast. the
0: clicky ones, but you got to be a little spiteful, like Dr. Cox. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: all right. Well, we've got this conversation going about surprises, uh, but I, I threw this out there on Twitter. This will kind of be, um, since we're lacking content, um, let's give a bad hot take. Uh <laughs> Another goalie of the month award, Mike, for Sebastian Kosa. 6-1-0 record. 1.56 goals against. 9.35 save percentage. Two shutouts in April. Detroit Red Wings prospect and Edmonton Oil Kings netminder Sebastian Kosa. named the WHL goaltender of the month. Mike, I tweeted out, someone needs an up... Oh, Mike, there's a typo in here. No, we can't even do this topic. Then. I thought you are just emphasizing
0: that. the... Um... Someone needs... Oh! upgrade. (laughs) How
1: how did nobody call me out on
0: that? All right. An upgrade
1: with their level of competition. Mike. Now, this goes along the cider conversation, right? Like, uh, and I know you're saying like, yes, you want to see prospects. You're talking about how often do the Red Wings give these young prospects their opportunity in the NHL sooner rather than later. Um, I'm not talking about COSA coming up to the NHL at all. But if this kid doesn't have some sort of plan in college, like what, what do you do with Sebastian Kosa? Because it does feel too early to go to the AHL. So I, I suggest that he needs an upgrade with his level of competition. Ha, I don't know. What do you do? Do you send him over to Europe for a year? Send him over to Rogel?
0: I don't know. Um, the like the management of like a young goalie career is just beyond my comprehension. I I feel like those guys toil in the minors for way too long. um, And Kosa will probably do that as well.
1: I don't know if toil is the right word. I do like to think those, I mean, there's some guys that are like a hot slice of bacon. I mean, if you, if you're not keeping your eye on it, that thing's going to burn like crazy. But then you've got, you've got your slow cooking, you know, pork butt, uh-huh. you know, you've got your eight hours, you got to keep working at the wood chips. You got to watch your water lines with your, your water boat inside the the smoker. Um, you got to keep an eye on the temperature. You know, you don't want it to get too hot. Um, you want to dry out the meat, but you need it to hit that perfect temperature. So all the fat will break down the meat and then you can pull it apart nice and easy and make sandwiches.
0: I, I like uh, our, costas, all of our analogies are based on food.
1: Kosas so. <laughs> Co- are pork butt, right? I think I think cider's a hot slice of bacon. Now, Mike, at any point, are you going to say, are you going to say, like, oh, pork butt's better than bacon? No, it's not about that. We're talking about the way they're cooked. So both of them are elite-level meats, and I could shove them in me any day of the week.
0: That's Ooh. right.
1: You heard it here first.
0: Um, can I make can I make this concession?
1: Yeah.
0: So um uh Bergerin feels pretty likely he's gonna be a Red Wing next season. Um Solterblum, uh feels pretty like likely he's gonna he's gonna play in Grand Rapids and maybe he'll get a cup of coffee in Detroit. Edmondson, if he's in if he's in Grand Rapids, it's not gonna be for very long and he's gonna come to Detroit. Cosa, I have no fucking idea what they're gonna do with that guy. No. <laughs> I feel like everybody on this show could, um, you know, kind of come up with similar timelines for all those other guys, or like the the ones they're excited to see. But if you have a real grasp on how the Red Wings are going to handle Kosa's career, you're a liar, because I have no idea what they're going to do to that guy. I feel like he could have just had uh, zero goals against average the whole season, all <laughs> shutouts, and we still—I don't know where they would send him on Earth, but it wouldn't be yeah. as a netminder for the Red Wings. Uh, I don't know what he would have to freezing. do.
1: <laughs> Ace throws out there, how do you get goalie of the month in seven to eight games? Um I think I think that just is the their schedule down there. I I know I know what you're saying, but also those numbers are fantastic. So whatever's going on. Ace, if I, there
0: isn't a lot of competition, you know, I won podcaster of my office uh four months <laughs> in a row. So things are going pretty well over here. <laughs> Good job, Mike.
1: Um, now David Burns throws out his prediction with what's going on over in Europe right now. Um, Riga and Holinski, uh, help expand the SHL next year. So, uh, away and they get away from the KHL. Kosa goes to Grand Rapids next year or the SHL. Um, and then he, he does throw in there this, this note that the SHL is a fast, fast game. So, uh, could be a good challenge for Kosa. It's one of those things. I, I like that point by David about how fast the game is over uh, in Europe, and and more specifically, as he put it in the SHL, because uh, we talk about how the game's going to change for Soderblom coming over here uh, to the North American game, more more play on the boards, you got to be tougher, kind of deal. Is is been like the you know that's like the, the some of the common turns of phrases that you hear of the difference between North American game and the European game, but. I mean, you could make it. You could throw out there because there's more uh, opportunity for skill. There's more space. Could be a more challenge, uh, challenging game for Costa to find success. And then coming back over here, everything tightens up a little bit. You got your bigger team around you. You've got guys that are supposed to be more physical, so they're going to block more pucks out in front of you. Um, could be a good opportunity for Costa to get his flexing down, get his spacing down, get his— all uh, right, I said flexing, his reflexes down.
0: All the X's.
1: Yeah, uh, just an X. Uh, any X word, just throw it in there. Um, Ace thrown out there. Costa starting at 25 in the NHL. Well, um... Derek Han, SHL, then 10 years in Grand Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> See, Derek gets it. That's exactly what is probably going to happen. Love that. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Um... Crimson shadow 94. What's going on, my man. You, you threw us up guys, a second ago. Hey, Oh yeah. My um, favorite
0: thumbnail. I love that one.
1: I'm wondering if we're going to be putting Valeno on the second line. If we don't go hard on center in this free agency that, I mean, to put out that situation, right? So we don't grab anything in free agency and we do have one more line to talk about with Stevie, uh, that we'll kind of, I think we should wrap up the show with, but, um, I think, I do feel like we will get a new center. Um, I wouldn't even say it has to be free agency. I wonder if Steve's going to hit the trade market, even though he did tell us he's going to be as patient as can be and just wait for things to work out. That being said, what happens with that second line if we don't pick anybody up? Well, I mean, the safe answer, the easy answer is for us to be like, well, you got to wait for training camp, right? Um, you gotta see what these boys look like, but I, I think, I think the more fun way is to answer Crimson and kind of throw out, I think Puse loses that second line center spot. Um, I think we start to build something on the third line and maybe have, uh, Puse and, and Fabry try to get their chemistry back together when, uh, when they were running the Guelph storm line and just see if we could find another winger to fit in there maybe that's where we fitted Berger next year. I don't know. I'd rather see Berger on the second line, but anyway, you could load up that second line though, to help out Valeno and give him a Verona to play with. And then um not going to hurt to try and see if Zadina can get that stuff going. I mean, we did see a second line built out at the end of the season here uh, that did include Verona, Valeno and Zadina uh, didn't result in us getting like a ton of wins, but they showed some chemistry here and there. So I'm, I'm gonna say, Puse does lose that second line center, and I think I think it would be up for grabs for Valeno and Rasmussen.
0: Um, I, I just, I, I still don't understand don't all, all the. the uh, it, it it would be. I'm gonna use the word irresponsible if Iserman didn't bring in a center. Um, that's probably. Ooh cause our defense is so bad. It's so, it's so tough to say what our biggest hole was. Well, but I, can I, can we talk
1: about the last Iserman line then? And then we'll wrap up the show here.
0: Yeah. Let me just, uh I was just going to say for the centers, oh, I, I don't hate Valeno. I just, I, I don't know where all the adoration comes from. Cause I just don't feel like he's shown us enough to earn the adoration. So I'm obviously willing to be patient, obviously willing to wait and see what he becomes. I just, I haven't seen much yet, so I, I I wouldn't put him on the second line. If he's on the second line, then I'm like, well, this is a lost season. Cause yeah,
1: I mean, we got to do a
0: lot better than that.
1: That's a fair assessment. I th- I think there's still the, you know, the, the part of the conversation is growth and these guys getting more familiar with the games. I think that's that's a fair assessment uh, to make as well. And and also, if you look at like the nine games that Valeno played uh, the year prior. Like, he looked really good. Like, it was something we were excited about and we talked about. And I have, like, old thumbnails on my phone where my phone says, here's a picture you made a year ago. And it's us being super stoked for Valeno being in a Red Wings jersey. So, like I said before, the safe answer, the real answer is we got to see what he looks like in training camp. We got to see what this thing looks like after a couple of preseason games. But I I would also say... If we don't sign anybody, which you're correct, Mike, it would be irresponsible for us to not see a new name in the top six. But if we don't, I also don't think there's enough we've seen from the rest of this roster to say that Valeno couldn't get that second line center spot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't think, uh, you know, there's anybody outside of Larkin who's better at centering.
1: Um, So to that point, uh, it was Wojo, Mike, who never, I think uh, you know, pretty famous uh, for those who listen to Detroit sports talk radio. Oh, I, Detroit
0: news columnist still. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've uh, I've given up on on sports talk uh, here in Detroit for the last I don't know. I could probably put eight years on that. Um, wow. So, Wojo, well, Joe Mike never shows up to these press conferences because he doesn't know hockey. And uh he, he he's kind of wrapping up this press conference and throws out there uh how many new players this team needs uh, to make a difference and Steve is just kind of chuckling as as Wojo's throwing this out there because it, it's like Wojo just trying to make this huge profound statement and he clearly had no idea that we have a, we're gonna have a ton of open roster spaces so Wojo's wrapping up and he's and and you know we're moving on to the next guy to ask a question. And uh Wojo throws into his microphone the words of Steve, you gotta give us at least five free agents. Steve, Mike, to your point earlier about how patient he wants to be, maybe to Crimson Shadow's point that there's gonna be a roster spot for Valeno, Steve says, Oh, there's gonna be five free agent signings. I just don't think you're gonna like any of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean to that point like that's something too I think is is uh is fun to dissect because he's talking to Wojo I don't think he's talking to Red Wings fans so right. I think there's an element of yeah Woj there's gonna be free agent signings but you who never shows up to these press conferences but is here because a coach got fired um you know you're not going to know what the hell is going on. And I really enjoyed that comment. And Loach uh, laughed at himself too. Um, but Steve had a good laugh as well. But I do think that that is still something to dissect. I think uh, we put our aluminum hats on and try to.
0: It just means that to me that Steve's not going to be signing like the most recognizable name. He's going to be, yeah. you know, signing guys that, you know, he's been researching in the, in the Iserman lab uh, to come aboard. I, Aaron,
1: no one on the ticket knows hockey. Oh, it, it is so embarrassing whenever I hear them start to uh, discuss it. Like if I'm with our dad, he has it on. And do, I they, go, do they know
0: the other sports?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That, that might be why I gave up on it. Like I know, I I had known for years. If I, I have to hear hockey talk.
0: one more Doug Carr schmock draft, I'm going to wrap my car around a tree because <laughs> it's so doing? freaking annoying. Yeah, then he's doing, doing it for 2023. Drafts? Oh and he does like fake trades for the Lions and fake trades for other who gives a shit? Who's <laughs> listening to this religiously every day? Fuck that guy.
1: Oh man. Anyway, this Sunday. Uh we're oh. gonna do a mock draft for uh, You just... triggered
0: me, Matt. You triggered me <laughs> with fucking mock drafts. God damn it. Go ahead.
1: Uh, Aaron, you get you get bonus points. Um ace thrown out there, Ras perfect trade bait in a couple years um crimson thrown in there would love to see rass and Soderblom on the same line two nimble giants overpowering you yeah, now crimson i will say cider
0: on the blue line huh
1: i i think rass would love more than anything to never be on the same line as Soderblom because he's gonna be exposed to all hell for how terrible he is at skating <laughs>
0: Why don't you skate more like that six foot eight guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
1: Um, oh, crimson, giving us the update. Lightning scored. It's all over. Mike, five games. Lightning.
0: Oh no. Lightning win the series in five. Yeah, I'm in. What's Fanduel got that at?
1: Oh yeah, that's not a bit. Oh, Victor. Two to one. Assisted. Power play goal. Right, right to end the first two. Oh, the dagger! Oh, god! There's the close Toronto.
0: up of Matthews biting his lip. Ah, oh, fuck! It's over.
1: <sighs> um, you do you gotta uh talk about too? I know, I know, I shouldn't say this, but um, I did kind of like that Toronto game. Like, it was fun to watch that crowd go nuts for every goal. For once, like they're starving, you know, for a cup, and I don't. Pity them at all. Like, I I just loathe them. But for one night, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm just like, it got out of hand.
0: I know, but this is like the, uh, you know, hockey's Detroit Lions. They they find so many creative ways to blow it.
1: Toronto. No.
0: Yeah, come on. Come on.
1: Nah, I'm not giving you that one.
0: They're both blue. Come on.
1: I mean, in the last 10 years, I'd love uh, Toronto Maple Leafs roster equivalent on the Detroit Lions.
0: I, I, yeah, I can't really debate that, but I just mean, like, you know, off se- or, uh, postseason success is what I was getting at. But
1: I mean, we got close, so you put, what, uh, Matthews with Stafford. Um, oh, my God, we're not
0: doing this, Matt. All right, what do, how, no, no.
1: All right, we got to sail off into the sunset, everybody. Hit that like button for us, real quick. We appreciate you all coming aboard. Um, we do want to try and do our little Caesars uh game, but uh, Matt remembered Mother's Day this Sunday, so we're gonna try and do Saturday night. We're gonna see how that works out. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll try and post uh, thumbnail. I'm not gonna be uh, contract. home on
0: Saturday night.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> So when I said that earlier, that's when you you say that so that I don't put it in the show. All right, guys. Just keep an eye on the YouTube Keep channel. an eye out. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll DM will Figure you. something out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll DM each and every one of you. Good call, Mike. <laughs> Who's the person Thank that you. would do that? All right. Um, <laughs> now's a, oh, just a great time uh, to ask you all to subscribe, rate, and review um now that we can't even figure out when our next episodes we going gotta live. subscribe so
0: you know when the next one is
1: that's true um and then um what's the last thing all oh, right shop uh dot hit the shop button on the homepage. uh you guys could see uh i guess they're not really relevant anymore but we had our hashtag save us for Rana. um but there's still red wings red stuff so um uh, yeah enjoy uh but yeah thanks for coming along guys we will see you guys uh hopefully i guess this, mike's going out of this, town this, this weekend whole... the whole week no out. i just He's said saturday town. night
0: i'm not home oh
1: saturday night all right maybe yeah. we could figure something out in the daytime yeah thank you sunday sunday's mother's day i got responsibilities as a father oh lord mike see what you have kids
0: i know but when is there going to be a day for fathers
1: <laughs> I don't know if I want to record on Father's Day. I just want to sit there with a beer on the porch, just toast in the sun.
0: Mm. Like a like a slice of toast? Yeah. Like a nice, just liquid bread and a slice of bread. That's, that sounds nice. Doesn't that sounds it? awesome. Just like a nice yeah. buttered piece of toast.
1: When was the last time you had a buttered piece
0: of toast? What day's is today? I uh, had that on Saturday. Wow, man, good for you! It's great good. not having kids. Yeah, I just, just eat buttered toast you know, all the time.
1: Like, you know how often, like, my therapist is like, "Oh, you gotta choose you," and it's, it's like, I wish I could, and then I look at everybody else's life, and it's like, just one big, one big choose me, and Matt's gotta choose somebody else.
0: Here it comes. Don't
1: have kids, everybody. Here it
0: comes. It's gonna be a four-hour episode. All right, man, let's write up. Jesus We might just sat here and
1: let the camera roll for another time. Alright, see you guys.